Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Pope Benedict said the whole mission of Jesus was kind of his two distinctions here, but was to reveal the face of God and to bring God into the world. So he talks about how there was poverty before Jesus, there's poverty after Jesus. There's things like crime, abortion, evil, divorce before Jesus. There's crime, abortion, divorce after Jesus. So the question becomes, well, what did he do? He brought God into the world and revealed the face of God. So who is God? What is he like? And where is he? He's in this world and he looks a certain way. It's important that we get his face down because our hearts are looking for his face. Our hearts are always seeking perfect love, life, joy, to be cared for, to be encouraged, to be healed, to be seen, to be uh, dusted off and forgiven. And so we need to know over and over again that God is the reality that our hearts are looking for, because otherwise we will frenetically search for it everywhere else, in every person, in every situation, and then we'll get wildly judgmental and angry when no one measures up to our heart's needs, and our search becomes all the more frantic because we are worried that there isn't one who can see, know, love, and heal us. So let's go with this first reading for a little bit this morning. Don't worry, Mass won't be six hours or anything. But just go for a little bit because uh, it's, I think it's, it's a really beautiful reading. It's Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. And all 11 verses are very important, the way it's put together. Here's why. Because normally we hear the middle part of it, which is, A voice cries out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the highway for God, every valley will be filled. And we think of John the Baptist, and maybe it's just me, but I think all of us tend to have a little, there's a little aggression to the mission of John the Baptist. There's a little edge to God. Make straight his ways. He's going to come. We have to repent and get everything together because our God's going to come and he's going to get you. And so you better be ready for him. That's what your mom or dad told you when they were very tired one day and you weren't acting the right way as a kid. And somewhere in us, we just said, that must be the eternal truth I have to live with forever about God. And depending on your age and your depth of your relationship with Jesus, it hasn't changed much. I think speak to God for me, my parents never talked about God. So I just had a big question mark. I didn't have the false image of God. I had a question mark about it. So it's a very different image in my story. But look at the opening line. This is what God says, because it says, says your God. Comfort. Give comfort to my people, says your God. Now, is that a God who can't wait to catch you doing something wrong? Is that a God who's eager to spank you, to put you in time out, to withdraw his love if you forgot a rosary one day? He continues, speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end, 
Her guilt is expiated. These words of comfort, tenderness, freedom, forgiveness. Does this all of a sudden make the sins we do okay? Of course not. The truth is our freedom is involved and we misuse it a lot. And therefore there are consequences. But our God is not the one beating us down. Our God is here to say, turn to me and I can heal you. So your freedom moves you closer to endless love, healing, and fulfillment. So from that opening line, it then says, okay, that's the God. That's the face of God. Now it says, now make straight the ways, prepare the way of the Lord. Every valley will be filled. Every mountain will be brought low. The glory of the Lord will be revealed. This face will be, is coming to you. This heart is running towards you. Our Trinity is pursuing you. Get ready. If there's things that make you not right with God, bring them to the light. Open it up. Now's the time to repent so that this tender, comforting, expiating love can actually touch the real you that you and I hide so much. Then it continues, all flesh is grass. And we think, oh, there's God putting us down again. I get it. He's great. I'm bad. Okay, I know. No, no, no. What he's saying is, you're so glorious that sometimes you can think you're the source of the glory. Human beings are so brilliant. Of all the creatures, we're the most amazing ones. And sometimes we can look at what I came up with. Did you guys see that amazing parish reboot I did? Like, oh my gosh, I talked for three nights, never lost my voice. Like, wow. And it's like, yeah, it was so good. And yet it looks like nothing compared to how amazing God is. Oh, Father, I had a priest talk to him one time. He just lit up my whole life. He told me how loved I was. And I just knew Jesus was there. Great, Jesus was there. All flesh is grass. Grass is something, not nothing. It's just, it's grass. The sun can burn it up. Animals eat it. The wind blows it away. You ever seen a field of grass in the summertime with the wind blowing? It is beautiful. But it's not God. And then it comes, it goes further, this passage. Zion, herald of glad tidings, cry out at the top of your voice the good news. And what are you supposed to cry out? Here is your God. He comes with power, his strong arm. He will reward us. And then listen to this image it ends with. Like a shepherd, he feeds his flock. In his arms, he gathers the lambs, carrying them in his bosom and leading the ewes with care. I know sometimes there's people who are confused about the topic of mercy and why we talk about it so much. And Father, what about that justice stuff? And it's true, there is justice because without it, there's chaos. But no justice is brought about apart from mercy. Mercy allows us to entrust every little part of us to a gracious love that can hold us, heal us, restore us, and draw us to where we want to be. This God in this passage is the God that becomes enfleshed in Jesus and says, which shepherd wouldn't leave the 99? 
and go after the one? And the answer is, well, no shepherd would. 99 out of 100 is an A plus in any school system. But what if that one is Sarah or Luke or John or Beth? What if that one is the one God has already fallen in love with? And the one he's fallen in love with is always you. That's the proof of your existence. He created you because he's in love with you. And all he wants to do is be close. And when we have false images of God, we need Jesus and the scriptures and saints, like St. Ambrose today, to teach us the truth of who God is. What is the face of God and where is he? He's here. He's in this world through the church, her teachings, the scriptures. But above all, he touches you in a few minutes through the power of the sacraments. The question is, are our hearts distracted, drowsy, full of fear and pain, and so they won't actually be touched? Or do we see the comfort, tender, beauty, power, and shepherding love of our Father who wants to touch the most vulnerable parts, not to take or hurt or overpower, but to lift up, carrying them in his bosom and leading us with care.